the UndraftedFreeAgent.com mid-major podcast with your host, Chris McKee. There's Samuel with the steal. Get your phones out. Tyree Samuel posterizes Alex Nawaga. Come on now. Lugans. Dort. Oh, my. Brzdikas with another steal. Spots up for three this time and drains it. Ignis Brzdikas. Electric first step. Blows by everyone. Kobe Elvis. He's got them all shook up. Keyshawn for three. And there it is. Keyshawn Bartholomew. You don't want to let him heat up. All day, Kyler Filowich. They can't stop him. Moncrief! Sneaks in the back door, hammers it down. Matthew Alexander Moncrief. Ooh! So welcome to the UndraftedFreeAgent.com mid-major podcast. I'm your host, Chris McKee. First episode of season two, joined by Toledo guard Keyshawn Saunders. He was named to the 2019-20 MAC All-Freshman team, played, what, 18 and a half minutes last year, averaged six and a half points per game for the MAC regular season champs, Toledo Rockets. Keyshawn, awesome to see you again, man. Nice to see you too. So just kind of wanted to go through last year, you know, 21 and nine. I watched you quite a bit. Take me through the emotions of kind of the last few weeks of the season. You guys are red hot, kind of number one seed heading into the tournament. And just the emotions, the ups and downs of, you know, going into that tournament and then eventually, you know, falling short to Ohio in, in the MAC championship. Um, to be honest with you, it's hard to talk about the back end of the season and not bring up uh, the season as a whole. Uh I think last year, I think everybody was having so much fun, you know, um, as a unit that we didn't really care a lot about how, like, we were winning games and stuff like that. Like, we were obviously aware that we were winning games, um, but it got to a point where we just, we kind of just went out there and played um, and had fun with it, you know, and it resulted in in win streaks and, you know, just winning the majority of our games. Um and when it got to towards like the back end of the season, towards the postseason, not that we weren't focused uh, before, but, you know, we definitely had the the pressure or, you know, just the intensity of feeling like, you know, we had to win um, and to fall short against Ohio. You know, that's a very, you know, well-coached program and they have good players as well, you know, um, Obviously, it didn't go the way that we wanted to, but uh, I could say personally for myself, uh, I definitely learned a lot of lessons uh, just by being in an environment, you know, that has a lot of pressure on national TV. You know, it's a lot of, a lot at stake in those type of games. And um, it's definitely a learning experience that we can take into this year. And that's something that's been fueling us since, you know, the day that we lost that game. Um, and we continue to bring it up every day in practice now. Uh, it's just our main motivator right now because we know how good that we could potentially be. I already have gotten to that position. So it's more so of just exceeding that uh, last year's results. Could you bring yourself to watch Ohio play in the NCAA tournament? Or was that, is that like, I'm not even watching that? I personally did not watch it. That's me personally. Um, and that's more so just because of how much the, the loss hurt in the moment. Um, but, you know, it's no shade to them. Uh, it's a good program. You know, they have good players, obviously, in Jason Preston. You know, they have a lot of other players, freshmen of the year. And um, that was just my take on it. So this year, you're literally the poster boy for Toledo basketball, your picture 
on the season schedule kind of being pushed around all the social media. Your thoughts when you saw that? Um, didn't think anything of it, really. It was actually a friend that told me that I was the face on it because I was in class <laughs> when it got posted. Um, so it was definitely cool to see my face on there and, and to be advertised as such. Uh, but really, I didn't I didn't I didn't think anything of it for real. I think that's one of those things that's going to be a lot cooler maybe when you're my age, looking back on, hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Boy, for one year at least, you know? Yeah. So keep, keep a few of those posters stuck in the basement or something somewhere. I will. I most definitely will. Yeah. Um. So what type of role are you looking to play this year? You know, coming off the bench last year, you know, obviously Toledo, some of the best guards in, in all the college basketball. So, I mean, have you discussed your role with your head coach? And, um, you know, one, what's he spoken to you about? And kind of where do you see yourself fitting in this year? He hasn't really spoken to me about it uh, in terms of what we have going on in, in towards this year. We have a lot more depth than we have had in the in the previous years. Um, and for me personally, I just want to play an important role, whatever that looks like. You know, I know I can, I can um, contribute in a variety of ways and I'm ready to do whatever coach has asked of me to do. Um, the one thing that me and him have discussed about in terms of me as a player is just my consistency um, and knowing what he wants to expect from me on a day-to-day -day basis. So I think that is what I'm focusing on right now, just in terms of, you know, building some better habits, um, you know, just becoming more consistent of a, of a basketball player and trying to, you know, just maximize my potential. So talk to me about your relationship with Todd Kowalczyk, the head coach at Salido. Um, you know, he's, that's the guy that's recruited you. He's been there that whole time. Um, that's got to be comforting to have coach stability when everywhere you look around you, coach is coming and going and that. Um, just talking yeah. about your relationship with him and two, how good does it feel to have stability amongst the coaching staff? Um, honestly, I guess what I can say about Coach K is that he's a very honest player. He's, a, he's an honest coach um, and he's going to tell you exactly what it is. He's not going to sugarcoat anything with you or say anything to, you know, stroke your ego or anything like that. And um, that's what I most definitely appreciate about him more than anything. And um, I think that's what makes me trust him and, you know, just have that bond with, with him as a player, because I know he's not going to tell me anything to make me feel good. And whatever he does tell me is because he, he wants the best for me. And I may not like it or appreciate it in the moment, but um, at the end of the day, I know anything that he tells me is from the heart and it's because he sees potential in me otherwise he just wouldn't you know say anything to me at all um as far as stability goes i would say that it's definitely comforting to know that i'm surrounded by a group of coaches not just with coach todd um that are going to be there for this year and next year and you know just for for times to come and even after i graduate and you know wherever my endeavors do take me I know that there are all people that I can make a phone call and, you know, they'll give me their best advice or do whatever they can to help me get to where it is I, I desire to get to. So for those out there listening and watching that don't know, I did the play-by-play -play for Keyshawn's junior and senior year of high school up at Orangeville Prep. So, you know, I watched some nights, you fill it up, you know, 35, 40 points. And then other nights, you you know, you're a ball distributor getting guys involved obviously a bit of a different role, you know, at, at the college level, you're not going to get the kind of shots you got at the high school level. So how do you maintain that shooter's mentality 
when you don't get as many shots? You, you know what I mean? Is it is it still there? I mean, is it still on your mind? You know, I could put a 40 tonight if I had the shots, or, or is it I've accepted maybe I'm a different kind of player? Where's your mindset with that? Um, I think it's a bit of both. You know, in life, there's things that you may feel like you're capable of, um, but when it comes down to it, you know, if you have a job, they're going to tell you to do a specific thing, and that's what you're going to get paid to do. So I kind of have the same approach as that with basketball. You know, there's there's obviously things that I'm capable of doing in terms of getting players involved or being able to score the ball. But at the end of the day, I think it would be a discredit to myself to look at myself as somebody that can only score the ball or somebody that can only pass the ball. So in terms of the mentality, it's always going to be there just because that's the confidence that I have within myself. And that's what I know that I have the pot potential to do. But um, also at the same time, I know that, you know, there can't be oh, like 12 Supermans on the team. There's, there has to be some Robins, you know, there has to be some, some mechanics, some plumbers that have to do other things, you know? If, if one thing isn't working, then nobody can do the role. Like, you know what I'm saying? So um, I know that I can do things given the opportunity, um, given the, the chance to, um, and I've, I've displayed that on, on more than a few occasions, but at the end of the day, it's more so just about winning at this level, at the college level, it's more so about winning and what you're willing to do in order to win. That's a good way of putting it. I love that. That's really good. So, you know, I wasn't even going to ask you about this, but you mentioned treating it like a job, you know, college athletes allowed to get paid, you know, the name, image, and likeness coming in. I mean, obviously, you know, I know you're not the quarterback at Alabama or, you know what I right. mean? Like, but Toledo is still a pretty good, you know, college basketball team. Um, have you or any of your teammates uh, been able to benefit from that? And, and, and if so, I mean, how does that change relationships with teammates? Maybe if one guy's getting a few bucks and some of the other guys aren't. I have not. So international players are actually not allowed to benefit from this rule really? in the States. But if somebody in Canada wants to build a partnership with any one of us, I think that's still available. And the reason for that being is just for the F1, like our, our student visas, they basically just indicate that we can't, uh, you know, make money from our name or, or whatever. I, I don't know how, how it goes specifically, but no, no one on this team has benefited from the NIL as of yet. But however, my old teammate, Marion Jackson, he's at um, Arizona State. He's been able to uh, market himself and create a little bit of partnerships with certain brands and you know even if that dude does happen with any one of my teammates it's like at the end of the day you're working for it right so like I can't look at somebody and feel like I should be deserving of getting that uh same opportunity that they put themselves out there to market themselves and advertise themselves and they chose the company has chosen one of my players I see it as a victory for you know just the program it's, it's marketing the program at the end of the day yeah, I didn't realize that, you know, Canadians or international players, uh, that doesn't come into effect for them. So I, I hate that. I hate that. That's crazy. I mean, you got to think, you know, some of the, you know, a lot of big recruits coming out of Canada. I mean, you look at a kid, maybe like Elijah Fisher in the future. Right. Um, but like out. I said, though, there's still there's still companies that can reach out to them from yep. Canada that would be able to let him benefit off of his off of his name. Mm -hmm. And Elijah Fisher is a great, a great um, example, you know, because. He goes to all these prestigious events. He's about to be, you know, ranked on ESPN and all these other things. So there's definitely going to be companies in Canada that want to grow and expand their market 
even to the States and him being in the States by the time that's uh, available to them, is going to be a great opportunity for both sides. So for those out there listening that aren't familiar with Elijah Fisher, you know, Keyshawn and I both Canadians, Elijah is, I guess, I mean, I've been calling his games probably about 17 now. And uh, he's the number one rated recruit coming out of Canada. Like, what is he? I mean, he's at 23. I don't even know what he is. I think he's a 23. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not even sure what class he is, to yeah. be honest with you. So he's uh, a kid that you all need to get familiar with. Uh, had a good performance with the U19s and for Canada this summer. And Shaden Sharp, another kid from Canada who I called his games of the Futures game. And yeah. he's one of the top recruits coming out next year. So I know he's yep. making a decision sometime in the next couple of days. I saw him. Sometime post. soon, yep. And he's actually, he actually is number one for his class as well. He is number one. Yeah. So that, that Canadian thing is going to come into play for, uh, for a few people. So you yeah. mentioned Marion Jackson. I was going to get to it in a few questions, but since you mentioned them, we'll go to that. Now, Marion, one of my favorite players in college basketball last year, and I watched quite a bit of Toledo. You know, I'm always watching, keeping an eye on my Orangeville guys, supporting. And so just talk to me about, you know, what you learned being around a guy like that. That's a guy that's going to get a chance, you know, definitely. I don't know if he's going to get drafted. He's going to get a look probably in summer league and certainly to play in Europe. Um, what did you learn being around a guy like Marion Jackson over the past couple of years? Um, he definitely took me under his wing uh, from when I did just get here. Um, and honestly, even though I did come from a winning program uh, at Orangeville Prep, I would say winning at the collegiate level is completely, completely, completely different. And um, he definitely showed me what it takes. And he set a good example of his work ethic to get to where he's at right now and the position that he was able to put himself in. Um, and I think that's more important than anything that you can teach anybody. Um, and with that being said, he's also like my brother. He's my big bro. And, you know, the relationship that I have with him is still close. I still talk to him every day. So, you know, that's still my guy. So he Mac player of the year, I believe this year, wasn't he? Mac player of the year. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's funny whenever you see transfers happening, a lot of guys, you're like, what's he doing? What's he thinking? Guy like Marion, you know, he put in his, what, four or five years at Toledo. This guy's put the work in and getting a little kind of, you know, uh, a carrot at the end of his career going to a place like Arizona State. You, you can't really fault a guy like that for, for making a move. Not on. at all. Not at all. At the end of the day, everybody just wants to do what they think is best for themselves. Um, and if you think that's the decision that you want to make, I'll never downplay you or look at you any different for, cho for you choosing yourself. You know what I mean? But. As much as I would like to have him back here and as much as I do miss him, you know, I do wish him the best. And I believe he's going to see the league one way or another if he gets drafted or if he ends up getting a summer league gig, gig or any which way he's going to get it because he just he he doesn't stop. You know, he, he works hard. So I definitely believe in him. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think he's got a legit shot, you know, like it, it, getting drafted. You know, you go look at some of the guys that got drafted. Right. And then, you know, there's college winners. You look at a guy like Cameron Krutwig out of Loyola right. Chicago, you know, two final right. fours in his career, and he doesn't get drafted. And so, uh, but I think a guy like Krutwig is going to make his way to the league. And same thing with Marion, man. I'm a huge fan, and, and I know he's just got that it, that toughness, um, make right. shots in, in key points of the game, and uh, not afraid to take that shot either. Not afraid to take him, yep. Yeah. So that being said, you know, one of the things that I really admire about your career is – you've taken a little bit of more of an old school approach, you know, to your career. You went down there, you redshirted your first year. You don't see that a lot with guys. And then, you know, how to, you know, Mac all freshman team. And then even this past year, you know, your minutes decreased by five minutes a game. Now, obviously the guys out there playing in front of you, it's hard to kind of, you know, kick and scream when you're the number one team in the conference. 
Um, right. But when you see guys kind of bouncing around, transferring and this and that, you know, some guys I've seen guys on what four college teams in a career. You've been stuck. You know, this is your fourth year now at Toledo. Just talk about your mindset of like, no, I, I kind of like it here. Or, you know, ever thought creeping your mind of ever about transferring or anything like that? Um, I mean, if you look at my resume, I've never been the type of guy to, to bounce around anywhere. You know, I played at for a CIA bounce for I don't know how many years. I stuck I stuck it out, wrote it out with them, stayed at Orangeville Prep. You know, I never been the type of person to to uh, jump ship, um, you know, and just leave when I felt like it was necessary for me to leave. And, you know, I think that's I think that's the biggest thing about me um, in terms of thinking about transferring. I, I never really had the thought of it just because, you know, regardless of my minutes decreasing or whatever, I feel like I still played an extremely, extremely important role uh in the the team that we just had this previous year and with that being said i was still just a vote off from being sixth man of the year uh for the mat um so i was never complaining i never felt a way about the role that i had the guys that are in front of me you know they earned it at the end of the day and um also like they're my brothers and i was winning with my brothers so like it was definitely nothing for me to to complain about um, and that's the same way that I feel right now as well. So, you know, you mentioned CIA bounce and that, and, you know, you were a Biosteel All-Canadian, what, three times, I believe? Yeah. And so, you know, some of the guys you've played with, guys in the NBA, you know, I'm sure you played with Josh Primo, just got drafted by San Antonio earlier, and, you know, guys like O'Shea Brissett and that. I mean, what do you think when you see some of these guys you grew up with playing in the league and, you know, maybe talk about some of the guys uh, who, yeah, I knew when he was 12, this guy was going to get to the league and maybe some other guys that maybe surprised you getting there. So a lot of people, <laughs> it's a lot of people that I can bring up, but a lot of them for the most part, like I'll say happy birthday to Nikhil, by the way, it's his birthday. Um, Nikhil Alexander. Guys, Water. Nikhil Alexander Water, happy birthday to him. But it's a lot of guys that, you know, that I've seen from a young age, I've known the kill since I was about nine or ten. Guys like Iggy, Simi, um, Marcus Carr, he's about to go to the league, God willing, you know. But all of these guys I've looked at from a young age, and you know, you just look at some people and know the that they have the it factor and they have what it takes to to get to the level. But with that being said, somebody that did surprise me personally is Josh Primo. And you know, I used to train with him. Me, my dad and his dad have a great relationship with each other. He grew about six inches in like a year. And then from there, he kind of just took off. And then when he went to basketball without borders, it's kind of when everything, you know, kind of blew up for him. And, you know, it's great for him, you know what I'm saying? But everybody that I know at the next level, um, I most definitely had a feeling or, or an itch that I thought that they were going to get to that level eventually. Yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm same thing with Josh as well, and not, not to knock him, he's outstanding. Not player. to knock him out, he's a, he's amazing. But yeah. the great the growth spurt that he had within like a year and a half is just incredible. Yeah, I, I called a couple of his games. He was at when he was at Lincoln Prep, and then in the BioSteel's future. And I thought Josh is no doubt he's going to play college basketball for a really good program. Um, and when I heard he went to Alabama, no surprise, but when I, you know, right. coming out year one and, and getting drafted that high, I was like, uh, it was really surprising to me, you know? And that, like I said, yeah. he's a kid, great young man, really nice player, but, um, yeah. And so that's kind of the, you know, you're looking at guys like that getting drafted, doesn't really have the resume of Marion that we talked right. about. It's, it's, it's a different kind of thing, you know, but, um, Hey, Hey, the more Canadians in the league, the more better, the right? The more the Canadians, the better. It's just, 
I feel like it's just letting Americans know that, you know, we're not anything to be played with, you know, like, I think they think that because we're from Toronto or we're from Canada, that it's, it's like, we're not as talented. We're not as tough as they are. I don't know what, what the issue is or what the per- perception may be, but it definitely just shows that, you know, we're as effective or maybe even more. So speaking of that, you know, we're on the topic of being Canadian, um, playing for the men's national team, uh, anywhere in your future. Is that, is that cross your mind? Um, as of right now, no. And that is just because it's not my focus. I'm just focused on trying to get to the tournament, man. It's my fourth year. So that's the main focus right now. And just, you know, just working towards that and becoming a more effective player for this program at the moment. And you also mentioned your dad, Richard, who I know a little bit, um, you know, from up at the Orangeville games and he's won a couple national championships himself as a college player. So one, how often yes, he remind you of that? And two, uh, what kind of an influence has your father been, you know, on your, or your career growing up? What's crazy is he never, ever mentions it ever at all. Really? Um, yep. He never, ever really mentions it. <laughs> Not at all. But, um, the influence that he's had on me, I think, is is incredible. And when I think about it, a lot of it just had to do with me liking basketball. I don't think he ever really put the ball in my hand. It was just something that I gravitated towards. But the way he influenced me in terms of him pushing me and wanting the best for me as a basketball player is something that I feel like a lot of people didn't have from a father figure. And that's not to, you know, knock them or anything along those lines. But I think that just goes to show how much my dad, you know, loves me and wants the best for me because it's a lot of things that he did for me and also did for other players that weren't even his kids. You know what I mean? That people can come to me and say that uh, my dad is like the greatest thing, you know, he's just getting a whole bunch of compliments just about how, how good of a person my dad is um, when it comes to the sport of basketball, it just shows you how passionate he is and, and just how much he wants for me. So for those that don't know, I'm like, I love Mac basketball. And I've watched quite a bit over the past couple of years. I've been down, you know, to see quite a few games in person. It's getting a little bit more challenging with border closures and, and all that stuff. But for those, you know, that kind of only watch ACC or, you know, big 12 games, explain to them what Mac basketball is all about and the culture of it. I think the Mac, I think talent wise, the Mac is as good as anybody in the country. Um, we have real good players, skilled, a lot of guards. I think that's what the biggest thing with the Mac is. It's a lot of guards that can score the ball. Um, you think about people that came out, you know, Mar- Marion Jackson, Trey Fletcher, Michael Flowers, Eugene German, who was just in the G League for the Nuggets. Um, it's a lot of good players that have come out the Mac, and majority of them have been guards that have gotten to the next level. Um, so I would say the majority of the culture is that. I think the only difference between the Mac and higher majors uh, is just, I guess, the size. But other than that, I don't think it's much of a drop off. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I always call it, it's a man's league. You know, you don't see a lot of 18, 19 year old kids out there like you would in the SCC or the ACC or, you know, the, some of the big, it's, it's men out there kind of playing uh, and, and just a lot tougher basketball. Right. Wanted to chatting just about like life in Toledo, you know, guy growing up in Canada, you've been down in Toledo for a couple of years, um, adjustments at first. And, uh, you know, what, what do you love about being in, in the Toledo and just, you know, in Ohio compared to being in Canada? So I'm from Brampton, 
but you know, Brampton's close to Toronto. So I've, I've spent like, obviously a lot of my life just going back and forth between those two. Uh, I think the biggest difference is, is that Toledo's a lot, a lot slower. Um, with that being said, like, there's not much to do. Like, it's not boring, but it's not much to do. And I've grown to like that. I think because I'm an only child for one, I like my solitude. I like, I kind of like being by myself, you know, and it, it makes it a lot easier for you to focus um, on yourself as an athlete and as a student. You know, there's not as much distractions um, as there may be at other schools or anything like that. Um, and also because there's not much to do, it, it kind of forces you to, to be social and, and build relationships with other people as well. Um, so I think I've gotten out of my shell uh, a lot with that being able to, you know, network and meet new people and, and, you know, make new friendships and relationships with people that I would have never thought I would ever meet, you know? Um, but I think when it comes to Toledo, that's my, my favorite part about it. So oh, and the food, the food as well. I love the food yeah, over yeah. here too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The size is just a lot bigger down there. You know, I've been down everything there. is bigger. Yeah. 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 Um, so media communications major, am I correct? Yes. So, uh, you know, is that kind of where you see yourself headed, um, getting, you know, in front of the camera as, as you progress, uh, you know, once your basketball playing days are done? Um, to be honest with you, I've been doing a bit of both at, at school uh, regarding my, my major. I've been in front of the camera and I've been behind it as well. In terms of my plans, I don't really have uh, a set goal on what I want to do specifically. I just know that I want to be able to be around the game of basketball for as long as I can be around it. Um, and I can picture myself, you know, being somebody that's in front of the camera, you know, just speaking about anything regards, regarding any type of sports, you know, but that's definitely what I want to do uh, when the game is done. Um, so, you know, we talked about Marion Jackson leaving and you got Ray J. Dennis coming in from Boise State this year. Pretty nice player. Just your thoughts on, you know, if you had the chance to be around him in the gym, um, Early thoughts on on him as your new teammate? Uh, Jim Rat, <laughs> a, a big Jim Rat. Um, got great feel for the game. Plays with great pace. You know, uh, he's taller than Marion. He's about six three ish, six four ish. So you know, he has some good size to him. Um, and he's a great guy. Like I, that's my bro. You know what I mean? Um, I'm definitely excited to to be on the court with him and to win some games with him. Cool. And Keyshawn, you know, I'm thankful for your time. Um, you know, blessed that you could do this with me. Last question. Um, you know, hey, 21 and nine last year, Mac regular season champs. Um, goals for the rest of the season. How do you top that? Go to the tournament. That's definitely a, that's all that that's all there can be for real. Um, I think we're ta we're definitely taking it at, at like a day at a time. And our goal is to win the Mac championship before uh we go to the tournament, but at the end of the day, every, every school wants to go to the tournament, you know? So I think there's no better way to top your previous season than to, to aim for that. Right. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, I you know, appreciate you. You know, like I said, I've been following your career ever since Orangeville and uh, always rooting for you. And uh, hopefully, you know, if we do get to that tournament, let's connect again and, and do this again. Uh, come March. For sure. For sure. Thank you. All right, Keyshawn. Good to talk to you again, man. Good to talk to you too. The UndraftedFreeAgent.com mid-major podcast with your host, Chris McKee. There's Samuel with the steal. Get your phones out. Tyree Samuel posterizes Alex Nawaga. Come on now. Lugans.
short. Oh, my. Brzdikas with another steal. Spots up for three this time and drains it. Ignis Brzdikas, electric first step, blows by everyone. Kobe Elvis, he's got them all shook up. Keyshawn for three, and there it is. Keyshawn Bartholomew. You don't want to let him heat up. All day, Kyler Filowich, they can't stop him. Moncrief! Sneaks in the back door, hammers it down. Matthew Alexander Moncrief. Ooh, 